Hey everybody, Fletch from All Things Overlanding here. Um, on today's episode of the podcast slash vlog, we're going to be talking about gear. I know we've talked about that before, but most of the time I've talked about essentials, things that you need, and then also just like awesome kinds of gear that you need. So if you know me at all, if you've watched some of my previous episodes, um, you know I'm into gear. I like it. I love gear, like a lot. Um, if you haven't watched those previous episodes, go back and check out a couple. Um, but what I wanted to talk about on today's episode is dialing back, pulling back a little bit from the gear, right? Thinking about what's absolutely essential and then kind of figuring out how to consolidate things, how to save room and how to make your packing easier for the trip. So if you want to learn more about that, stay tuned. Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, ArmorAll, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on ArmorAll products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at ArmorAll.com. ArmorAll, less work, more clean. Terms apply. All right, guys, so. As I mentioned, today's episode is about the gear explosion. So let me give you a little bit of background about me and kind of my journey through my gear over the years. So um, found out about overlanding about four years ago, probably. And at that point, didn't even have a truck. I, I just had a like a Honda Accord at that time. And I was like, look, I want to get back into four-wheel drive, you know, a four-wheel drive vehicle. I want to get back into off-roading. Um, I really like going to off-road parks and things like that. But, you know, at this point now in my life, I've got a six and a nine-year-old. So I was like, you know, I need to find something that, yes, can is capable and can go off-roading, but is also sort of practical and maybe we could use for camping too. Um, so it didn't have to be the ultimate overlander. I didn't need to get a, you know, a Wrangler TJ or anything like that. I needed something that was a combo of something practical, and then also something that could still wheel. So being a Nissan guy, as you've probably seen from my profile picture, or again, if you've listened to previous episodes, I'm a Nissan guy. So my only real option there, I mean, a Frontier was a possibility, but the Xterra had the back, you know, with the SUV, it was a little bit more practical for me at the time. Also, there was a weird sort of tax on Frontiers. I don't know why, but they were always two or three grand more than a comparably equipped Xterra. So it kind of worked out for me in my favor where I actually found a really great deal on an Xterra. Um, for significantly less than a Frontier anyways. So then I had the vehicle. So then I started to think, okay, I watched all these overlanding videos. You know, you watch the Peach State Overlands. You watch the, um, you know, all the big guys, which I'm blanking on now, four-wheel drive action, you know, all those all those channels. And you see all this cool stuff that they've got, right? They've got the recovery mats. They've got high lift jacks. They've got rooftop tents. They've got blah, 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 right? There's a million things that you can you could buy. And you could spend thousands of dollars on that gear too. So again, earlier episodes, we've talked about how to save some money and like the essentials that you just absolutely need. So that was early on in the process. Time goes by, I move forward a couple of years. And by then I'm sort of starting to figure it out. I've gone through all the iterations of my, you know, sleeping stuff from, you know, a tent on the ground to hammock camping to back to a tent but with a cot and some padding and, you know, kind of all that way. And I'm finally moving towards rooftop tent, I think is where I want to go eventually. Um, 
And I'll get touch on that here in a little bit because there's also some room saving opportunity there too, right? So that's kind of why I'm leaning in that direction. But so as time has gone by now, I have, you know, a five gallon bucket with a toilet seat on it. I'm fancy now. And then, you know, I have an actual bathroom for when I go to go camping. Um, you know, I've got a big instant up tent. I've got matting that I use on my cot. I've got a cot that I have to carry. Um, I have these Plano crates that I have explained before and how I kind of pack for a trip. Um, three of those will fit perfectly across the back of my truck, but that takes up, you know, maybe half of the back of my truck right there just with those crates. So um, then you throw in a cooler, you throw in a five or seven gallon water jug, and all of a sudden your truck is totally full and you've got one person you're going for a couple days maybe, right? Um, so again, as I've kind of gone, it, it started when I didn't have anything where I wanted everything and I kept buying, 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 buying. Now I've gotten to the point where I pretty much have everything that I need and more. I have two hammocks, I have a tent, I have a cot, I have ground pads, I have all this stuff. And so I actually have to pick um, what I want to bring each trip, right? And so planning has gotten more difficult. Room has gotten, you know, to be more sparse in the truck. So especially when I want to bring the family, that makes it tough because then I've got to bring even more gear because I've got more people. Um, so, you know, it's it's really easy to just explode your gear uh, outfitting, right? So as as time has gone on, um, that's gotten bigger and bigger. So now kind of what I'm what I wanted to think about and the way that I'm approaching it is, you know, that's where we're at. Gear has gotten to such a point that it is almost unmanageable now. So what I really wanted to do was I wanted to think through each and every piece of my gear and kind of look at it from the standpoint of what are the pros and cons of each piece of gear? And then from there, how can I mitigate that explosion of gear, right? How can I slow down the amount of gear that I'm acquiring and reduce the amount of gear that I have to take on each trip? So first of all, before we talk about kind of, you know, a little bit more in detail of kind of a couple of examples of, of how I considered those things, let's look at just more gear versus less gear at a high level because there are some pros and cons for both, right? So the pros of having more gears, right? More gear is, you know, you can go on longer trips. So that is where it gets kind of tough. If you're going on a four, five, six day trip, you feel like, man, I need all this food. I've got to make sure my ice stays cold. I've got to, you know, have a bigger cooler because I'm going to take more cold goods with me. Um, you know, having more gear leads to a more comfortable trip oftentimes. So like on my West Virginia trip a few weeks ago, a month ago, um, I brought a fan with me. It was awesome. I totally am glad that I brought it, but that's just one more piece, right? So every little thing adds up. Everything takes up a little bit more room. And before you know it, your whole truck is filled to the gills with stuff. Um, but that's still a pro because you can be more comfortable on your trip. Um, you also have more options when you have more gear, right? So that it kind of feels good to take a lot of stuff because, you know, maybe you brought your double burner stove and you brought a little jet boil. You know, you don't need both those things. You can use one or the other. But if it's one night at camp and you just don't want to mess with getting out the whole double burner grill, hooking up the regulator, hooking up a propane tank, you know, dirtying up a bunch of dishes, if you just had a mountain house bag and you just wanted to cook that, boil some water and pour it in there and eat that, why get the big grill out when you have the little one too? So that's a pro of having more gear, right? If you have more gear, you can you have more options for what you want to do. And the last kind of pro of having more gear is luxury. So like I talked about a second ago with the fan, if, you know, the more gear you bring, you might have fans, you might have more lights, you might have more, you know, portable battery packs that you can use to charge all your stuff. Um, again, as I've kind of mentioned before, I have, uh, actually it's like a two inch thick memory foam mattress 
It was a full size. And what I did was I actually cut it in half and doubled it up. So now I've got four inches of memory foam. I throw that on top of my cot, throw my sleeping bag on top of that, and I sleep like I'm at home in bed. It's amazing. And I highly recommend it. Um, I'll put a link down below to that thing. It was like 43 bucks, I think, for that, that memory foam mattress. It was super cheap. And I've probably used it for two years now. And it's great. Um, but the bad thing about that, so that's the pro, right? You're more luxurious. You're more comfortable. I sleep like a baby, which is definitely recommended. Um, the con of that, though, is that thing's probably about that big around, as tight as I can roll it. It's probably about that big around and about that long. So it's basically like two sleeping bags you know, put end to end. So, I mean, that right there takes up, you know, a sixth of the back of my truck just for the, that padding. So pros and cons, right? Um, so the cons, as I just kind of mentioned, one of them is less room, right? The more stuff that you bring, the less room that you're going to have. Um, another con of having more gear than less gear is you're going to have a, a higher chance of forgetting something, right? So if, if you have to bring 80 items versus 20, Obviously, there's a lot more room for error there. So that's why I kind of, at this point, I'm making Excel spreadsheets with checkpoints, you know, like what boxes is this going in? Is it going in the cab? Is it going in the Plano crate? Is it going in the cooler? Where does it go? I'm categorizing it. I have all my food in one section. I have all my camping gear in a section. I have all my recovery gear in a section. I have all my, you know, like chainsaw and knives and that sort of stuff in another section. I've got this super complex spreadsheet. And I can't tell you, it's probably 30 to 40% of my trips, I forget at least two or three things. So the more stuff that I have to bring, the more chance that day of, I'm going to wake up and be all excited and go run out to the car and get ready to go. And I'm going to forget my phone cable or something, right? And be shit out of luck, if you will. So, you know, that's definitely a con as well. Um, the other con is, as I just mentioned with that spreadsheet, not only is there a higher likelihood of forgetting stuff, but it takes way more time to plan those trips. So, um, you know, you've got to make that spreadsheet. You've got to pre-plan. You've got to say, okay, I've got all my dry food pre-packaged and ready to go, but I don't want to put it in the truck yet because it's going to sit in the sun at work tomorrow and I don't want it to get spoiled. So I'm going to leave that in the house, but I got to remember to take that whole thing. And then the day of, I've got to get all my frozen stuff and my cold stuff, put that in the cooler. There's just so much more planning and thought that has to go into it. Um, so that's kind of a pain. Um, another con is, you know, whenever I go on these trips, when I get home, I'm tired, you know, like a four or five day trip. It's awesome. It's exhausting though. I'm driving eight, 10 hours a day, seeing all kinds of stuff. You know, your adrenaline's up, you're, you're going through a water crossing, you're going through a rocky spot that you're not sure you're going to make it through. Um, and then you get home and, you know, you just kind of want to come home and relax. But the first thing I have to do is tear my whole truck apart. I have to spend half an hour at least most times just getting it out, moving it into the garage, cleaning out the vehicle, just so that I don't have to worry about, you know, food spoiling or smelling up the truck or, you know, stuff, maybe my like microfiber towels getting moldy or you know, whatever, like stuff just getting dirty or gross or leaving stuff in the vehicle that you shouldn't. So then you've got a lot of stuff to unload. So that's another con of having more gear. Um... And then the last kind of con of that is it can be a huge hassle while you're overlanding the more gear that you have, especially if you don't have set spots. So 
for example, my Plano crates, right? I try to keep them pretty organized, but they all look the same on the outside. So literally every single night when I get to camp, you know, you've jostled it around all day on rocky trails or water crossings or whatever. You get there, everything's been thrown around in the back. And then I'm like, okay, I need my grill. And I open Plano crate number one. I'm like, okay, that's not the cooking stuff. I open Plano crate number two. And I'm like, okay, that's my clothes. I close that. I open Plano crate number three. Finally, there's my grill. So again, having all that gear just means you have to look through everything or be super organized to, you know, know where everything is. Um, so that's kind of a con. So that's, that's pros and cons of the gear. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Um, so the last kind of part that I want to talk about is the overpacking and how to mitigate that, right? So some of the steps that I'm taking to reduce the amount of stuff that I take, to standardize where everything goes. Um, those are kind of a couple of the ways that I'm doing it. So... For example, um, some of the stuff that I'm doing is, you know, right now I'm actually working on a drawer system for the back of the truck. I've got a good buddy of mine that is an amazing woodworker, and I'm telling you, without him, I could not do this. Um, but this thing is baller, right? Like, it's just amazing. It's the coolest thing that I've ever done for my truck, and I'm super excited about it. It's actually, to give you a brief overview, if you're familiar with the Xterras or the Frontiers, they have this Utilitrax system, which is basically sort of like a Unistrut um universal rail system in them where you can uh, the truck stock comes with these little black hooks with um little pieces of sheet steel on the bottom that are threaded you put that down in the track you turn it and it basically turns sideways in the track and locks in so you have these movable um attachment points in the back of the truck which is awesome what i'm doing though is um we built a base for the shelving system, there's going to be on the left side of the truck as you're looking into the back, there's going to be a large about 22 inch across, 22 inch deep and about 20 inch tall um, double drawer system. So I'm going to have two drawers and we're going to put uh, dividers in them so I can have all my food here, all my recovery stuff here, like that kind of stuff. Um, and then over to the right is actually a large slider that's probably about that tall. And on top of it, I'm putting tie downs and there's going to be the cooler and my large water jug are both going to be strapped down to the top of that. And that's all on a 36 inch, 250 pound slider that slides out of the back. And then when it slides out, the reason it's that thick is because I'm putting my grill in it with another drawer that slides out of the side of that large slider. Um, so the reason I bring this up is I'm doing that in an effort to standardize where everything goes. So I want to, you know, be able to say, hey, I'm ready to go on this trip. And I know I've got X, Y, Z in the back of the truck already because it's always there. Um, all I need to grab are the toilet, the trash -aroo. Um Actually, the trash -aroo will probably go in there now that I think about it. So the toilet, um, maybe the tent, because that's really large and not something I want to keep in the truck every day. Um, and, you know, that's about it. And my food. Right. So if I could just, you know, have to plan for like 15 things instead of, again, like 80 things, because I just know that I always keep those in the truck. One, it saves me storage space in my house. I don't have to keep all that stuff. I don't have to get home from the trip, take three Plano crates from the garage all the way through my house and down into my basement to then unpack them and see where everything is. Instead, what I could do is 
at the end of the trip, I could have one drawer, one section of a drawer that is just like things that need to be cleaned, right? That's where the dirty dishes go. That's where trash bags go. That's where, you know, anything that a uh, food can go in there too. So I just know I open this drawer, I take out the food that's disposable. I take out the dirty dishes. I close up the drawer. I go in, I wash that stuff. I just make sure it gets back into the drawers and I'm set. Um, so that's one way to do it, right? So and that may not be an option for everybody. Everybody may not be able to build a drawer system. I've actually kind of argued against it for a long time because I really wanted to have the utility of my vehicle. But honestly, now I've got two vehicles. So I've got a car that I drive every day. Um, so it's less of a utilitarian vehicle and more of a toy at this point for me. So um, that's one way that I'm doing is with the drawer system. Another way, as I kind of alluded to earlier, is a rooftop tent is actually a great way to get rid of a lot of stuff. So that's kind of part of why I'm also doing the drawer system is... I'm gonna have a lot less stuff to carry in the back once I get a rooftop tent. For example, I won't have to carry a big separate tent. I have that Coleman, I'll put a link to it down below, but I have a, a big Coleman instant up tent and it's probably circular about that big around. I mean, it would cover up my whole upper body basically um, if I held it in front of myself. It's an awesome tent. It pops up immediately. I highly recommend it. I've used it 20 times probably. Whenever I go to like my kids' Cub Scout campouts, people are always like, wow, that is the coolest tent I've ever seen. It's so easy to set up and take down. Um, everybody's jealous, right? Um, so I highly recommend that tent. I'm not saying anything bad about it. But it's another thing I have to take, especially with the drawer system back there. I'm going to have to set it up on top or down in front of the back seats or something like that to make room for it. Um, so that goes away when I get a rooftop tent. The padding. So again, I've mentioned the size of that, that microfiber or microfiber, memory foam uh, bedding, right? That can go up in the rooftop tent and just be folded up in the tent. I don't have to keep that in the cab anymore. So that gets rid of that. Same with the sleeping bag, which is a good size thing. I mean, everybody knows what a sleeping bag looks like, right? So that can just be laid out and folded up in the rooftop tent too. So already right there, I've cleared up maybe about a quarter of the back of my truck. I don't even need to put that stuff in the truck anymore. Um, so... Plus, on top of that, you know, there are other benefits to a rooftop tent, which I won't go into right now. Once I get one, I'll probably do a podcast on that and or a product review on it. Um, but so, like, that's that's where my head is at, right? Is Now I've gotten to the point where I've kind of – I'm going on more and more and more trips. I'm getting better and better at it, hopefully, as I go. Um, but now I've got all this stuff, and it's just kind of a pain. And so now I'm trying to think of how to standardize and how to reduce that stuff, right? So, so anyway, so those are kind of my thoughts. So any way that you can standardize things, any way that you can reduce things, um, again, if you're comfortable with a hammock, you know, that's a great way to reduce things. Then you basically need a sleeping bag and a hammock and a hammock. You know, my hammock is about grapefruit size, so it's super small. Um, it doesn't take up a ton of room. You don't have to mess with a tent. You can just have a tarp that goes with that. It could probably even fit down into the bag. Um, that the hammock goes into. Or in my case, I have a Kelty Noah tarp. I'll put a link to that down below too in my hammock and all. Just anything I'm mentioning in this video, I'll put below in case you're, you're interested. Um, but that Kelty Noah tarp comes in its own little bag. It's maybe about that thick and about that big, you know, maybe about 10 inches by 10 inches, but it doesn't take up hardly any room. I mean, literally I could get my hammock, my tarp, and my sleeping bag in my backpack and no problem. I could just throw my backpack in the front seat and I'm good to go with my sleeping stuff. So that's another way to do it. If you don't want to mess with the expense of a rooftop tent, um, you could just think about the size of your gear and think about the trip that you're going to take and then reduce that way. So we're coming up on 20 minutes. So I don't want to go too long because I want to keep it short for you guys and sweet. I hope that there was a lot of good content in there for you. Um, Again, I try to do this every week. So far, I've been successful for the last, you know, 15 or so weeks, but you never know. Um, 
So I'll, I'll just keep up with it. I'll keep coming with uh, new ideas and things. If you guys are watching on YouTube, if you have any ideas, please post up in the comments below anything that you'd like to see or hear about, and I'd be happy to uh, to talk about those things for you. Um, if you don't already, please subscribe to the channel on YouTube. Look down in the description below for all my other channels. Um, any way you guys want to engage with me, I'd love to engage with you guys. So um, again, I appreciate you guys stopping by. If you made it this long, if you're at the end of the podcast or the end of the video, thank you so much. You guys are really the, the rock stars here, and I appreciate it. Um, so yeah, so next week we'll be talking about something different. Um, I will give you guys a, a hint maybe on one of my other social channels here this coming week. Um, what that's going to be. But uh, yeah, thanks again for stopping by. Get out there, live, learn, discover, explore. Um, you guys have a good week and uh, I will talk to you next week. Take care.